before we start this episode, I want to announce that I am starting my one-on-one mentorship program to guide you through a safe space to embody your soul authenticity. I'll be using tools from Chinese medicine, astrology, tarot, and Akashic records, and many other modalities to support you. I'm ecstatic because this comes in two different packages. The holistic health coaching will be a package of health, body, lifestyle counseling with Chinese medicine and many other tools. And the authenticity coaching is a blend of Akashic records, astrology, tarot, and spiritual counseling for you to tap into your deep spiritual purpose. I'm so excited to call in the people who I'm meant to serve. If you're interested, please feel free to reach out to me via Instagram at Lynn Embodied or go to my website at soleo, S-O-U-L-E-O dot co to come book a discovery call today. I'm so excited to serve you. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another podcast episode of Soul Authentic. I'm here with Will Annie my dear sister from the Embodied Feminine Leadership Program, and she has a very special story for you. Before we get started, I want to introduce Wilani, my dear sister who is a yoga teacher. She teaches a beautiful mix of Tantra, orgasmic living, yoga, and living a spiritual life that is in tune with the divine essence that we have inside. She's a temple body artist that is teaching orgasmic courses and yeah just sharing so much of her power through social media and through just her essence and i'm so excited for her to share her story her deep vulnerable story of going through an awakening and many people call it a kundalini awakening a spiritual awakening and i want to say that this experience has happened to so many people, right? To me, to so many of our sisters that we know, we may call them initiations. We may call it a transformation. We maybe just call it like going through the thick of it, right? It's all of these moments in our life that cause us to really deeply look at ourselves. And we also wanna highlight that these experiences are unique to every single person. What you go through, may be completely different from what another person goes through. And so I found it really important to have Willa on to share her story of what the process was like for her and share these moments of the really ecstatic highs and the really deep, dark moments in this process and how it's changed her life. And she's also gonna share about how to integrate this experience as well, and how it's begun to really allow her to tap into her soul authentic essence. So Willa, I'm so excited to have you on. Um, Without further ado, let's have you share your story. You know, I know you went through a really intense moment within these last months, so I'm really, Excited to have you share you, share your experience. Thank you so much, Lynn, sister, beautiful sister. (laughs) I am so, so happy to be here, to be sharing this with you. I have been so inspired lately by your podcast, by all the wonderful people you're interviewing there. Like, 
you're doing such an amazing job and you're on fire like just I don't need to tell you this to keep going because <laughs> you will you're yeah because you're driven from from your soul from your soul's authenticity and but it's a completely different kind of drive than an ego drive so it's that sacred fire that that I see in you and that's why yeah I wanted to to share this story here with you specifically because yeah you have this gift for for making your guests feel heard and comfortable and yeah and in community so thank you <laughs> it means the world thank you yeah <laughs> yeah so to share my story well um like i was saying off camera before uh during our temple body arts mentorship we had to do this temp all this timeline of initiations and speak about all the moments that had changed our life forever but now after going through this for the past months it's like this is the initiation of my life so far it's this has been so intense so deep so radically transformative that it cannot even compare to any initiations i experienced before <laughs> so um, I'm happy to be ready to, to begin sharing about this. And like I said, I feel like I could write a whole book about this experience, but I will try to keep it to a point in a way that might really benefit those listening that maybe don't know what it is, but especially those who maybe are going through that process right now and may not know it, or those who have recently gone through that process and are having a hard time integrating because integration is it's very real you know after those experiences going back to to how the world works with that increased sensitivity with that increased awareness and perhaps not being surrounded by any people who might understand or who might know what you're going through um and really being that yeah the the leader that way shower um but at the same time still still not being fully grounded in the experience yourself because it can take quite a while to yeah for the body for the emotions the awareness the mind you know for all the shifts that happen to integrate that um yeah so you wanted to ask me what is a kundalini yes <laughs> yeah right so um honestly i do not attempt to give any sort of fixed definition in this right now because my experience was so unique and I know it was so unique so I didn't even want to read about that during that time I'm not one of those people that have read like a lot of books on kundalini awakening I always just thought you know kundalini this whole concept is, is weird I tried kundalini yoga maybe once um, and I knew that Kundalini awakening is something that could happen, but it didn't feel like it would happen to me. It's not how I pictured awakening, you know, I pictured like I would be sitting in meditation, totally still, you know, during a Vipassana retreat or something. And then my crown chakra would open and I would receive this light or something like, you know, like if I thought that I would have a big awakening at that moment, I thought it was like that. But instead, this was, well, I feel that I was so guided and I also feel 
And I do not like to polarize because I very much believe that each person, this is part of my soul mission, for each person to integrate the divine feminine and masculine energies within themselves and to embody that sacred marriage within, which I think is so, so important to understand the whole universe, polarity and everything. However, that being said, I believe that my Kundalini awakening was deeply feminine mm. because I did not try to do anything and it was actually all about dropping into the experience that was already happening and trusting my body's wisdom and my intuition radically. Like so radically, you know, if it told me like, you need to open the eyes under the sea right now in the seawater. If it told me like look into the sun, if it told me like don't eat, or if my body didn't want to breathe for three minutes, like, or if it was just like, I cannot be next to these people, I need time alone. Or if it was like, okay, I just need to sing into the sea wildly right now. And the other thing, apart from trusting my own wisdom, was that I felt throughout the whole, ex the whole experience that I was led from the outside world. You know, I was led by the mirroring effect of the universe and it was really important for me throughout this whole that whole time i did a i had been doing a lot of inner work a lot of shadow work a lot of journaling a lot of free writing a lot of creative dancing creative movement and i was also doing plant medicine specifically cannabis so with cannabis i was you know i know this is not the typical path but i didn't care it was what my body felt that it needed and I had, yeah, I had one intention every single time. Like I would smoke, I mean, for like a few months and I would put the intention truth. Like it was just truth. My only intention was truth with everything I was doing because I was tired of, of illusion. And I was just like, I want, like, I want truth. That's all I wanted. I didn't ask for awakening. You know, I didn't ask for superpowers. I was just like, I want to see truth. I do not care if truth is horrible or blissful. I just want truth. So like that intention was a big thing for me. But apart from that intention, I just allowed it to happen. And everything else worked through synchronicity and through awareness of my own body. So like, it's kind of like, like giving birth, you know, like many women who are into the conscious path, they say that they're surprised to see how their body knows how to give birth you know and they just like allow the wisdom of the body to guide them and they just somehow know how to do know what to do you know just like animals when they're sick they know what what plants to eat from the forest and things like this i suddenly knew what to do when i dropped into this wisdom you know and so i was fully guided and i knew what was going on in that way i knew what was going on within me it doesn't mean that I could explain it to people, but I knew that the energy was rising. I knew what the energy wanted to do. I knew where it was at that moment. I knew where in the process I was. And yeah, if I can transmit like one thing about all of this is trust your body. Your body knows how to give birth and your body knows how to awaken. Like, I feel like my body awakened me you know, so 
and that's why I said it was like in a way a deeply feminine awakening because in a lot of traditions I feel like we're taught like you know follow this and follow these rules and do that and follow this system and then you'll awaken but I had a completely different experience and this is why I think it's so important during this whole feminine you know divine feminine awakening that we're going through now for people to hear from somebody who experienced and is on the other side of it so to speak and did not follow the traditional rules you know like I was dancing I was feeling into my body I was just freely writing I was facing all of my shadows for sure I was doing a lot of like shadow work and temple body arts and pleasure practices super important and but I was doing you know I was smoking marijuana like every day if I can sum it up it's just this energy that is part of your body you know it lives at the base of the spine and it's your life force energy and this energy if you allow it to actually it wants to rise you know it wants to meet your awareness like our brain is you know the newest organ that we have like our brain is very young so so like our brain is still learning like we're evolving you know the evolution of humans is not done actually we're in this big renaissance yeah. of the evolution of consciousness and our brains are very young mm. and they're learning so this linking of the primal life force energy yeah. with the brain that energy that rises and meets your third eye your pineal gland quite physically if i may say because i experience crazy things with my third eye <laughs> um yeah so it meets it and then they meet at the heart so like that integration mm. of consciousness and primal life force at the heart which is you know it has more um, actually uh, intelligent cells than the brain or heart yeah um, many many more so when that intelligence of the bottom and the top meet in the center I would call that's like a yeah that's a kundalini awakening yeah mm. that's amazing I love what you said in the beginning that there's not one definition that you can give to what you experience right it's this journey that you went on that really transformed you and that's essentially life right you're going through a micro version of like cycling through old life and bringing in new life bringing in a new way of living and so i want to ask you what triggered your awakening or what tr triggered this experience happening you know how did this all start mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting because I feel that it had been wanting to happen for years since I'm 20 I'm 28 now and I believe it was when I was 20 that I began experiencing this shooting pain coming from like the base of the spine from the anus and like uh, the genitals there was this shooting pain just like shooting up like a nerve um, and it would come suddenly and leave sometimes I would have attacks so every day it would happen several times and I didn't know what it was and I went to several doctors and all of them told me we cannot help you there's nothing physical that we can see um, you know and I was blocked in a way for a long time I was creatively blocked I was blocked in what I really wanted um, like from doing what I really wanted in life because I had just kind of gone on in this path in my life you know like 
driven from what we think we should do and accomplish and yeah not really having exactly and um, in the in the negative matrix in the because <laughs> there are two kinds of matrix but yeah in the in the kind of yeah in the 3d kind of illusion matrix yeah so yeah and yeah i didn't have any examples i never met anybody in my life until i was in my mid-20s that i could say i actually look up to this person so i didn't really have any examples of what i what I truly was or what I really wanted to do. So I just kind of went on blindly and I had all these symptoms. Another thing that was happening um, was, for example, when I would lie on my back, I couldn't sleep unless I put lots of pillows on top. And sometimes I would lie in bed completely relaxed and my energy would start getting crazy. And I felt this is anxiety, you know? Like I felt, why am I getting this anxiety even though I'm not worried in my mind? My body's fine. So there were all these different symptoms. I could say more. But basically, from 2013 on, I started a yoga practice. So that was crucial. I feel like I, my, my body started to be prepared and things started to be physically unlocked in, in my body, in my spine. Uh, so I continued a regular yoga practice since probably 2014. And then uh, the big, I, be, I feel like I was evolving throughout this time but I was still very much kind of stuck in this, yeah, in this, in this way of, of not stepping into a new paradigm fully. So in February of, of last year, so almost a year ago, February, mm -hmm. 2021 was when I was working at a theater as a pianist. Cause I studied classical mm -hmm. piano my whole life. And I was working, well, in this body, my life in this body. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was in the theater and I realized, and I was studying and I was just like, okay, there was so much inner resistance that I couldn't ignore it anymore. So this inner resistance told me like, I will not do things that are not aligned anymore. And I just knew that it might have seemed crazy in the middle of a pandemic to leave everything I, everything I knew, everything I had. But I just knew that I couldn't go on because my body, my inner resistance was not allowing me to. Mm -hmm. And I feel like by that point, I had learned enough to trust my soul above everything and everyone that I was able to take my leap, that leap into the complete unknown. And immediately after, you know, because of synchronicities, I came across Temple Body Arts, Temple Body Arts School. And going into that program, um, as well as that commitment that I made to myself of like, okay, this is now the path of my soul. This is the year of following my heart fully. And I just devoted that entire energy uh, to the Temple Body Art School, to, you know, listening to, to books that, that nourished me, that, that I was guided towards. And of course, the pandemic allowed for a lot of introspection and time alone so that in a way my practice began to be not you know my practice was not an hour on the mat and then an hour meditating or something like my practice started to be every single moment mm -hmm. you know i listened to the power of now that the audiobook in spanish and that made me just be so 
so strict in a way with being present mm. fully with whatever was. So that was like the first step I started of this year, like being so present, being here now. Um, yeah, and I even got the tattoo that says here now on my wrist. And I got this little sun on my other wrist, which was a reminder from my first yoga teacher, Satya, the sun that I got, that she said, awakening is here now. Awakening will not happen in the future. It can only happen here now. So when I told my mind that awakening was not a thing of the future, you know, awakening, it's not like, oh, in some sort of ideal future circumstance. It's like, no, awakening can only happen now. Mm -hmm. So if I am not on that path now, then, then it's not coming, you know? So like that awareness that is not a future ideal, it's here. So that was the first thing. And then the creative awakening that first started to happen on my own. And then it was so deepened by temple body arts. So that reawakening of dance was so important for me, like just liberating my body, letting the energy move through however it wanted, instead of in these like rigid structures of yoga poses, which served me really well, but I needed to liberate myself. So like that full liberation of the energy of the body through just ecstatic dancing and all of that. Mm. And then writing was the other just so important tool of just like stream of consciousness, just emptying my mind, which is all also a practice that Temple Body Arts very much like uh, encourages us to do. And I, yeah, I was just, you know, anything that was moving through, I was writing it or speaking it into a voice note. So in a way I was clearing the channel. And then I realized I was receiving all these downloads, mm -hmm. all of this guidance, which just couldn't get through when I was blocked, you know? So like that unblocking of the mind through writing and expressing everything that's coming through and then the unblocking of the body's energy and then the power, of course, of being in sisterhood, the power of finding other like-minded people because I could have gone through it alone, but when we're with others like that are on the similar path, this energy mm. multiplies and grows and expands and it's just magical and then you open yourself up to more synchronicities to more divine guidance because you're using your conscious mind to to align with your soul to align with what you truly want so the more that alignment happens and the more radical you're about that alignment you know about that soul authenticity <laughs> The more radical you're about that, it's like, you know, the universe works in a mirrored way. It will respond. Like, it'll, it'll guide you there. So that's like the framework that I feel can be, yeah, really helpful yes. for people. And if I may say just a little experience that I feel like also triggered it very much. Um, like, that, that's when I knew that actually there was something going on with Kundalini specifically. By this time, I have been receiving crazy downloads the whole time, like writing, dancing ecstatically, like I had unlocked my pleasure as well, like all of this was happening and I had begun reconnecting with my family too. So there were a lot of karmic patterns from the past that were being presented to my face and I chose to face them differently. Like I chose to not come here and live with my family with whom I hadn't lived in 11 years. So I lived with my family 
but I did not choose to see them mm. like, oh, you know, I'm going back to the past. I chose to see it like, and this is amazing because actually this, this came, this got, this whole new philosophy got triggered by an advice that Kina, our sister Kina, told me when I told her about this. And she, she told me, you are a new person and so is your family. So coming here like fully, like new, as if mm. I had never seen my family before, as if I had never known them with full curiosity, full beginner's mind of like, I don't know these people, I'm new, they're new. I'm just completely authentic and I'm open and any conflicts that arise, I face them in the moment. So, so yeah, just mm. facing the past, not as the past, because the past is not real. You know, it's always here now. So that was very deep. And then after I had spent like about a month or two here in Miami, um, so now I've been here for like three and a half months. So after I had spent like a month, there was this one experience where I had been receiving mm. like synchronistic messages of like snakes, like snake had been appeared and a snake here and a snake there. And then there was this moment when I just sat in the living room, I lie down and there was this beautiful statue, this black statue of a woman holding this vase. And mm. I felt an energy coming from the statue and I felt, I didn't hear the message, but I felt the message of, do you accept the serpent? There was this like dark black serpent energy coming from it. And I felt that this statue asked me like, do you accept the serpent? Do you take it in? So I felt that I had to give permission for this to happen, you know? So, so that's really important. Like people need to mm. remember if you really don't want your Kundalini awakening, it's hard. Like it probably won't happen. You know, like you need to, you need to give that inner permission. Usually in rare cases, it happens spontaneously against someone's will. But like, I feel like I had to be like, yes, I take it. I accept it. And then I felt this energy coming up from my, from mm. my root and starting to wiggle itself up. And that's the moment when I was like, oh, like there is something here with the Kundalini specifically going on, mm -hmm. wanting to, to write. Yeah. So from then on began the detox process. So that's, but then from mm. that moment, I knew, okay, what's happening, what, I've, what this whole process has been leading to has been this. Wow. But I was not really aware of it before I started to receive all these synchronicities with the snakes and and that energy. But of course, it had been happening for a long time. I just want to say that I feel so seen right now. And a lot of the experiences that you have gone through, I have gone through very similar things. If only, if anything, exact. You know, for example, last year. I feel deeply, it's like it was a Uranus year, right? It was shaking up the, the foundation of everything, for everyone, of how they understood life, of how they understood themselves. And I got to a point where I had to choose, do I want to lead life with what my soul wants? Or do I want to lead life in a different way, in a safe way? And instead I chose to just jump into the unknown because that's what my soul was telling me to do. 
And also, I just see so many other synchronicities as you're you're speaking onto the snake and how the energy moves. You know, it's so beautiful to hear your story and and to hear how deeply you've gone through all of these experiences. Yeah, and I can't wait to hear about the the detox process. I know you were telling me that there's two parts of this awakening process, right? Can you speak more onto that? Yeah. For sure, yeah, that's amazing that that you that you resonate with that because I feel like while we're going through this, it can feel depending on who you are and where you live, but it can feel so lonely. It can feel sometimes like, you know, like you can question yourself and wonder, am I going crazy? Like, am I really going? Like, yeah, am I going crazy because nobody around me has ever spoken to me about this? Like, nobody's going through this, right. and it's just like like what we were talking earlier like we're really leading the way in this mm. of course we're not the first ones right but but you know we can it may seem online when one watches a video and it's like oh my god this is one million views but it's like what is one million and you know seven billion eight billion right it's like it's actually not much right so it may seem like a lot online when you see us people are followed and stuff but when you're actually in your community and in your neighborhood and you're like, okay, I'm experiencing this and I'm the only one here. I'm the only one in my family, in my, you know, friend circle in person it can feel really isolating. So, so please, if you're listening and you resonate, reach out to us. Like, you know, we're here, like, don't be a lone wolf. <laughs> something that help. you said that really pointed out to me was like, this is the awakening of the divine feminine. And you were experiencing that on a body level like feeling her as you were creatively coming to dance and into writing and like as you're speaking I'm like moving my body because right like the divine feminine wants to she wants to move however she wants to I mean she's the ocean right she's constantly changing ever evolving and so this process is going to come in waves Right. And so it's about finding the spaces where you can feel safe enough to to speak into these experiences, which is so important. And I love that you highlighted that as well as being in community during these times. Right. If if we did not have the sisterhood this last year, I mean, yeah, the experience would be so different. Yeah. I'm just so thankful for that. And so during this process, how was the detoxification process? What was what was that about? Yeah, so <clears throat> so during this detox process, like I when I realized this was happening, I decided internally, I guess at some point, that my body knows how to do this because I started to feel the wisdom of my body so strongly and I started to see that if I dared not listen to it, there would be consequences. So before I speak into the detox process, actually, I want to speak about that moment um, that I that I told you about <laughs> earlier, where I feel like time stopped. So I had been just writing like crazy, um, doing all of this processing and going really deep into my own patterns. You know, I was at this point, my awareness was growing so much. And that's, I feel like the ultimate medicine, like my teacher Zahash says, 
like awareness is the ultimate medicine. So if you don't know what to do, practice awareness. Like, you know, be aware with what is, don't resist it. So at this point, my awareness was growing so much. And I was realizing that when I was listening to my body, even no matter how crazy it seemed, what it asked, the universe would respond with more guidance, with synchronicity. And when I was like, you know, from my mind, I was like, oh, actually, no, this is not a good idea. Or like, no, I want to do something else. When I would go against it, there will always be consequences. So I started to notice that this was happening. And this awareness of my old patterns was growing and growing and growing. I was doing so much writing, so much processing, especially about my closest relationships. I feel like that's where the juice is, you know, like with your partner, your parents. And, and of course, with yourself, your sexuality. I also went really deep into my dark sexuality. I had to look at my own sexual shadow. Like, why was I turned on by certain things and not others? And what were these weird patterns? And like, why does my body respond in a turned on way to some things that I think are not okay mentally? And like, where does that come from? And I recorded myself, you know, like speaking all these truths, like I am turned on by this. I like, you know, I feel this like bad thing about like, I was just so radically honest with myself. I didn't have to share it with anyone, but this accelerated to a point where I was in my mom's bathroom. That's funny because it's like, we always think, oh my God, awakening. Yeah. Like in some beautiful place. It's like, no, I was in this tiny bathroom. I was sitting on the toilet, like with the, with the toilet seat down. Like, so I was just clothed. And just sitting in the bathroom because I felt like I had a lot of privacy there. And I was just writing and writing, tapping on my phone, all of these realizations and downloads. And all of a sudden, it felt like time slowed down. And I wrote my own name, Wilangni, with a Q and pronunciation. And I looked at my name. And suddenly, I felt like I understood everything. It's like I looked at my name and I felt that I remembered my identity, that I knew everything at that one moment so it felt like the downloads like you can imagine if you can see you know a time like um like a loop like the infinity sign i felt that there had been like a slowing down slowing down and it's kind of like curved up and then i was in the center i don't know i just had this vision because my brain works in like a very kind of visual map way of like puzzle pieces clicking together kind of that's how my brain works um, it was also really important to realize how my own brain worked and to stop trying to make my experience be like anyone else's. Mm. So I read this one article that was explaining about different styles of thinking. And I realized in this like style of thinking of, of like high functioning autistic brains, there was a type of thinking that was very much like my own. And I was like, oh my God, like, yes, this is how my brain works. So I feel like self-observation, self-analysis is so crucial so that you can really make use of your true strength, of your real strengths, of your real authenticity. So that realizing how my brain worked triggered it like faster and faster so that like within two days I had that experience of like being in the bathroom and looking at my own name. And it's like I remembered the download of my own name and that my soul had chosen my name. And I just looked into my name and knew everything. I, I had the feeling of knowing everything, but I didn't consciously know everything. Yeah. You know, like it was like a download, like a complete 
like, okay, I'm here, but the conscious mind can take weeks, months sometimes to process a big download like that. So I knew that I didn't have to like understand everything in that moment, but I had the feeling of my soul that I knew everything at that moment. I remembered and time had stopped and it felt that at that point I had burned all of my previous karma. So I was like, okay, my karma is gone. I, I don't know why I had that feeling because I haven't even read that much about karma, but I just, I just knew that my karma was gone. And in fact, from that moment, I felt that everything would be different and everything was different mm -hmm. because after that, I have not had to deal with old patterns, old long patterns anymore, really. Like everything is in instantaneous. So if I get out of alignment within seconds or minutes or maximum a few hours, it's like I become aware of what happened. There was already a response from the universe mirrored back to me that like, you know, if I have internal chaos, the external chaos gets immediately reflected to me and I become really aware of it. And then it's like, oh, I shift my frequency. I have to work on shifting my frequency. And that's like the way it works now. So in that sense, it did change completely. Like I'm not dealing with old patterns anymore. It's all about like what frequency am I embodying now? But it feels that the deep shadow work, deep inner child work, breaking, you know, generational patterns, all these things, like it feels like, okay, that, that's gone. Because now it's all about the now. And I also felt in that moment that my previous life was kind of pre-written. It felt like I had been following this plan of my soul to get to a certain point. And then after that point, it's like I got here and now I fully write my own destiny. So I felt like, okay, I'm finally ready to take on full responsibility for what I create now. And I know that from now on, it's fully up to me and my decisions. It's not anymore about these old patterns. So like that was huge. <laughs> that was like the center of the loop. But then after that center of the loop, there was still, you know, like the curve. I was going up like this time, slow down. And then I went up into the actual rising of the Kundalini. Mm. So I feel like at that point, then from then it started to rise and I could feel it really clearly like where it was in my chakra. Mm. So the first thing that happened was that I became so extremely sensitive to energy and I felt that I could not be around anyone which is hard because I was around family, I was around my partner, but I was like, I cannot do this. I need time for my own energy. My own energy needs to expand and I just need time for my own. So I brought, you know, that Durga energy, the boundaries. And I was like, I don't know how, but I explained to my mom, mom, like I'm going, you know, I'm going to go crazy if I cannot let this energy move how it wants to move. So I had to, you know, bring my conscious mind in service of what was happening and prioritize and not care if people thought I was going crazy, not care anything, just be like, this is what I need. And I'm so blessed that, you know, my mom got me uh, a room at these apartments um, where she works. So I was able to have this beautiful room for myself with a beautiful ocean view, which was an amazing blessing. And I had this for a whole week. And during that whole week, I really let go into a process 
And that was the detox process. So throughout that time, the energy was rising. And at first, I feel like with the root and the sacral was like me dealing with my own sexual shadows, dealing with shame, dealing with all of this. And then when it started rising more towards my solar plexus, you know, my body didn't want to eat. So my body, like, I started to have all sorts of food sensitivities. I became intolerant to gluten. I didn't want like lots of things, anything that was fake, anything that was processed. I, my body couldn't handle mm. it. My body didn't want spices or salt or sugar or caffeine or uh, marijuana. That's the other thing. Like my body started, like there was this point where my body was like, okay, cannabis is over now. Like my body knew and it was like, there's time to detox from this. And it just didn't want it anymore because the energy needed to rise naturally. So my body detoxed on its own. And I was barely eating for several days. I, that was what my body wanted. And I followed it. I was just having like fruit and like boiled vegetables and like water. That's all that my body wanted for many days. And um, yeah, and that's, and that's what I did. And sometimes it wanted like potatoes for grounding the energy, just like more earthy things, but with nothing, you know, like just boiled and like a bit of olive oil, like that's it. Mm -hmm. And I really followed that. So my eating habits changed. And then when the energy started getting to, to the heart, oh my God, like my heart was physically stopping. Like my heart would just stop and then it would like jump out. Like it was just like, and then, it would jump out several times. Like my heart was doing like a crazy reset somehow. Wow. Like throughout all my years of me feeling like I had anxiety, I always felt scared to connecting to my physical heart because I had had this feeling of like, if I think too much about my heart, I can stop it. Like, I don't know why I had like that weird feeling of like, I cannot touch my heart or think about it too much or it will stop. And in fact, during that time, that was literally happening. My heart was stopping and restarting. Like many times I'm talking like, you know, this happened for like four or five days that I was having these episodes with the heart stopping and then going really, really fast. And the same thing was happening with my lungs. At that time, I was not doing like pranayama much or breathing exercises. I was just, you know, letting my body guide me to whatever it wanted. And sometimes my lungs would empty completely. Like my, when I say that, like I would go into a child's pose, I mean, I would go into a child's pose because like. I didn't like think, oh, I'm going to go into a child's pose. It was just my body went into a child's pose, you know, <laughs> and my body would go into a child's pose and like my lungs would empty completely, for example. And then just I wouldn't breathe for like several minutes. There was just no air. My body wanted to be in that kind of like death space. And then my heart would stop and I knew that I couldn't fear it. I knew that the reason was happening and I trusted my body. So when these like long on heart things started happening, that's when I really started connecting to the love for my own body. Like I had never felt such deep love and compassion for my own body. And I was just like, I love you. You'll be fine. Like I trust you. That's when I had to really start to like give love to my body about what was happening. And then when this energy managed to keep going up, I just felt the whole time, like I need to scream. I need to like, ah, yell, but I was in this 
place that was surrounded by people. So I knew I couldn't do it. So I felt that the energy was stuck in my throat chakra for a while until I was able to go into a sea one night. And then I sang into a sea like this song. It just came through of hope. And I was surprised to realize that instead of screaming, my voice was actually super high. It was like a soprano's voice. Even though my whole life, I thought my voice is so low. But all of a sudden, I could sing super high and just all these very high notes. And yeah, it was a voice that I had never heard before. Mm. And at that experience, this is like a story for another day, because then I had all these synchronicities and I had like signs with a glowing green meteorite. I looked to the left and it was a glowing like bright green meteorite exactly where I looked because I knew it would pass by. And then the sea gave me these two stones that looked like a baby. And after that, like a baby with an open third eye. I can show you the stones. They're wow. there. I'll show you after the interview. Yeah. And after this, I started to have visions. And then my visions got activated. As soon as I liberated my throat chakra, like fully, the visions started coming through. Mm. And I started having so many visions. And they were physical. For example, like before... I kind of grew up with some images of like Christianity, but I felt like I cannot, I cannot understand this religion. Like I cannot quite get it. I don't get the appeal with it. Like it, there's something weird about it. So I also started having visions of Christianity and my body felt completely pregnant. It felt that my body was pregnant and it was giving birth. Like my energetic breasts were swelling and my, my, like, like my sacral chakra was, feeling like these contractions and then I had these images of the Virgin Mary and then I saw a glowing Jesus in the window of my of my hotel room and well long story short like all these insane visions started to happen but it was so much it was more like a purging so that's why that for me that's still like the detox process because it was just all sorts of images from all sorts of religions and spiritual practices and like that thing with a glowing Jesus child was just one of the things, mm. but it was just like, whoa, whoa, what these things moving through, moving through, moving through. And then after that, I was like, oh my God, like at this point I was so thin, you know, I was so thin. I looked in the mirror and I was like, I'm dead. Like I looked in the mirror. I was like, I'm really dying. <laughs> like, I was like, I died, you know, like with my heart stopping, stopping to breathe. And I just, I was so deep into this process that it felt like I'm not a human. Like this is, I'm not a, what? <laughs> I was like, what? It sounds like such <laughs> I was like, what an intense psychedelic process. Like you're just on yeah. psychedelics. <laughs> but naturally, yes. exactly. I was on psychedelics, but naturally for weeks. And then, and then uh, what happened after is that I was like, okay, I need grace. At that point, I was like, I, I have gone through this. I need the grace of God. You know, I need some sort of protection because right now I'm dead. I'm just this, like my mind is completely in the psychedelic space. My body's empty. My, it's like resetting. I'm thin. I'm not eating. It's just like, okay, I need this grace. And then I received some beautiful, beautiful signs um, and I was lying in bed and, oh, I was also not sleeping for several nights. Like my body couldn't sleep and I was lying in bed and 
I knew that I couldn't sleep, but I was just observing my body, like giving it love. I just completely surrendered to the process, like sleeping, eating those things, like in schedules, like that completely, like that concept was gone. I was just following whatever was happening and I was just lying awake all night. And then um, I started to physically feel uh, above my, well, my, my eyes were doing, my physical eyes were doing like an inner blinking. And then on top of my eyebrows, there was this clicking for several minutes, like an inner blinking. And then my pineal gland, my third eye, started to make sounds, like crazy sounds. It was like, like this. For 30 minutes or more, like I didn't have a sense of time anymore, but this happened like quite physically. I felt it inside of my third eye. It was this like reset. And this inner blinking of my third eye, and I just let it happen. I was like, okay, I guess my third eye is like waking up. I never, I never heard of that before, but things happen how they happen. And like I said, I didn't want to read about this because like, what am I going to read? You know, it's like at that point in that state, like, what can I possibly read? That's gonna, you know, like there was no concept of like going on the internet to inform myself at that point. It was just like, trust this incredible intelligence of the body yes. that had taken me there. And then after that point with the third eye, when I started looking into my eyes in the mirror, I realized I didn't have to blink anymore. It was super weird, but I was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm not blinking. Like I was barely blinking. You know? <laughs> and it's like, after that, it has normalized a bit, but still like, if I want to, I don't really have to blink unless there is something in my eyes going on. So there was something very much physical that happened there. Mm. And um, yeah, so, so that was like the detox process. And throughout this time, I was very much led to work with stones. I had never worked with stones before. But before I went into this hotel room, I was guided to go to this, um, to this crystal store. And I just intuitively bought crystals and sage and Palo Santo. I had never worked with these things before, but I just felt like I need, I need help. And this is what I, it felt. And I have bought this rebirth candle that I had had actually for a month without using. And let me just tell you an amazing story. This is just one of those synchronicities that it's just one of the things. There are so many, like I said, I could write a book about this, but this is, I think, a beautiful one. I have bought this candle and the guy at the store, it's, it said rebirth, spiritual rebirth. And I was attracted to the rebirth candle like already a month before the official rebirth happened. So I was just like, my subconscious was like, you're going to go through a rebirth and you need to know that there is a rebirth. You need to know that you will not die. Like you need to know that you will be reborn. And I guess that word actually rebirth, um, connected me and also all these Jesus glowing Jesus sign that I was receiving was this message of, you know, you're held no matter how deep into the depth you go, you will be reborn. Mm. So that inner trust that I would be reborn. I didn't know how, but I would. And this rebirth candle, the guy at the store had said, make sure that you scrape off all of the wax at the bottom so that there are no old patterns left. I get home put everything on the bed. My aunt sits on the bed and the rebirth candles falls to the floor. The whole bottom breaks off. I was like, 
And my aunt was just like, oh, I'm so sorry. And I was like, don't be sorry. Like, this means that there is no way that there are old patterns staying here. <laughs> It's like, just to make sure there are no old patterns staying. And then I want to show you um, what it looked like. The, like when, when I finally was in this hotel room, taking this energy for myself, like taking the time for myself and going through the deep detox process, I finally felt like it was time to turn on the rebirth candle. I actually turned it on during one of, during our retreat. If you remember, I turned on this candle yeah. in the temple. I do, remember that. <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah, that was the rebirth candle. So, um, wow. Wait, I want to look for, I don't know if people can see this here um, because probably, yeah. So wow. maybe I show you at another That's time. That's so intense. But I just wanted to show you, I wanted to show you a picture yeah. because when the candle burned, there was a figure left in the candle. So it had broken in the pattern of a being with an elongated head and huge arms and legs appeared in the candle. Like it broke in the pattern of this huge like warrior being. Wow. And yeah, I was looking for the photo, but <laughs> I'll show you another time. It's incredible. Um, I So <sighs> like it's yeah. a deep process that you went through like I I'm like speechless <laughs> that's amazing oh my goodness yeah and so yeah and just to be conscious of time here so did you speak onto the detoxification process and then the activation process yeah well activation process started happening after I'll try to sum it up very quickly So the activation process, so I knew that I had gone through the worst of it and I internally felt, well, the rebirth candle was, was done, like it had finished burning. So I felt also internally it was synchronized with this. I was like, okay, I'm ready to reintegrate mm -hmm. into more interaction with people because I had to leave the hotel room. So it felt divinely timed. And then when I arrived at home, the first thing that happened was that my aunt opened the door And I saw this glowing aura and lights all around her. And I realized, oh my God, like I'm seeing auras now. Wow. So then after that, all these gifts started to, to appear. Another thing that happened was I was walking down the street and several times it happened that sick animals approached me. And there was this sick dog that approached me and she could, couldn't walk. She could barely walk. She smelled like death. She was so like dying and she went she came next to me and I started crying for her because I felt so bad and after I was done crying she just flew away like completely healed like yeah so these things happen like sick animals would come to me and I would make them feel better I started to see energy I started to realize that the power of my awareness was also enough to shift other people's frequencies. Yeah. So I started to realize that, for example, if somebody was speaking in kind of a unconscious way, criticizing someone, it was enough for me to be centered in my awareness and they would start also realizing that. Like my awareness was kind of translating onto them. Wow. And another thing that happened is that I started to realize people started to become 
scared of looking into my eyes. I, because I feel that like when I would look into their eyes, they felt that they couldn't like hide, you know, or, or lie. And so all of these different kind of powers and so to speak got started to get activated after that. And then the big moment that I would call the biggest probably activation, um, because I was already like in my heart, I had already months before gone through this kind of heart awakening of like really being able to connect to others authentically, like to connect to others in a heart, in a heart level. Um, but as the energy started to rise again, another thing that I realized is that my pleasure became more ecstatic. So throughout this whole time, I hadn't even been able to think about pleasure, mm. like, you know, doing a pleasure practice. Yeah. But then I was finally able to like touch myself and like really for the first time, for the first time in my whole life, actually, I was able to just feel into my body without any mental stories, without any mental turn on, without any sort of story of the mind. Mm. It was all about just the feeling of the body and just feeling my body was ecstatic. Wow. And after that happened, I felt that the energy was freer to move. And then my dancing got so much easier. My body became so much more flexible and strong. My mm. stamina got better. And then what I would call the height of the activation of the powers was this one night where I felt that I was having digestive issues. Um, like my, my stomach was still not quite okay. And I was lying in bed and I put my hands on my solar plexus and I understood intuitively that I was still afraid of my power. Mm. I understood it. And I put my hands on my solar plexus and I was like, I'm no longer afraid of my power. Like I allow you to shine. Mm. I really communicated with my solar plexus. I was like, I allow you to fully, fully shine. Mm. And what happened was that all of a sudden I saw this energy above my own body. The sounds completely became, everything became quiet, like, like a fish tank. And then I saw this, this purple and green energy floating above me. And then I was that green energy and, and purple energy at the same time. And from that space, I looked at the air conditioner, which was back here. But I didn't look with my eyes. I looked from that energy and then I turned off the air conditioner. Well, the air conditioner turned off on its own. Wow. Um, that's the other thing. All these like electronic things were happening. Like the electronics were being messed up throughout this whole time, like on my phone, on the computer, all of these. Wow. So I saw the air conditioner and then I realized, oh my God, I'm outside of my body. And, and, and like it felt physically like I had left my body. And then I, I, I got so scared that I called my energy back into my body mm. really hard, like from my root chakra. And I was like, what the hell is this? Right. I was so scared. And, it, but I knew that I'm not this physical body. Mm. Like at that moment, it was shown to me, there's no death. And that was so crucial. In that experience, you were having an astral projection, right? You were astral projecting. Yes. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I mean, I'm not sure because at the same time, I was also in my body. Like my eyes were open mm. from my body. I had like a dual consciousness. Yeah. Wow. 
So my eyes were open in my body and I was seeing my energy floating above me, but I was also that energy that could be anywhere and see anywhere. Yeah. I mean, so, it's incredible. You were having yeah. an out-of-body experience, seeing yourself from another dimension, another like perspective, which is incredible. And yeah, I just want to bring it to a close here and, and really talk about some things that have helped you during the integration process. And, you know, you had an incredible story that's like, it's like a movie. You can literally make a movie out of what has happened to you, which is incredible. And so people who have gone through this maybe similar experience or maybe something so intense as what you've gone through, what has helped you integrate all of this and transition into reality, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, for sure. I feel like one of the biggest, most important tools is nature. So throughout this time, nature was medicine. It really was medicine. Like when the energy would get too high, too up, I was so ungrounded. There was this one moment I remember one day where I went into the beach and my feet touched the sand and it felt instantaneous. There was this polarity that the sand kind of evened out and it felt that it instantly, just the whole electricity of my body, it put it in tune, you know? And going into the water, like, you know, touching plants, trees, cats, there are cats here on the street, like animals and seeing the food as medicine, like really very mindfully enjoying and being thankful for what you're eating. So that communication with nature and really realizing that the awakening is not happening for you because you're coming into your true identity, which is the all, you know, you are the all It's not about you. So that, oh, if I may say just what really helped me understand that I was at the end of the process was the, the arising of purpose. So at the end of the process, I realized like when, when my focus shifted from what's happening to me to actually what is my mission and what is my purpose, that's when like, I knew, you know, like the process is, is being completed. So remembering that like this is actually for the earth we are the earth who is awakening to her true identity as well regardless of you know if we may have lived in other star systems like our souls may have come from somewhere else our bodies are still the earth and our bodies know how to awaken and in the same way our bodies are the earth so that connection to the earth and nature is so important throughout this whole process being nature as much as possible communicate with her trust your body who is also the earth so earth nature that's like most key apart from that i would say yoga and all that yoga implies so the movement of your body and your spine in all these ways to really let the energy flow and the awareness and presence of being fully present in the in the moment you know with meditation and, and breath awareness and body awareness. And um, yeah, so everything that the yoga implied, like not just asana. So the tools of, of yoga were so essential for me. Um, and then the other aspect is don't forget pleasure and play. Cause you know, 
nature also wants you to play and these processes can get really deep and really intense but at the end of the day you know it's a divine play the earth is awakening to herself and there may be a lot of things that you'll become sensitive to like for me it's really overwhelming you know seeing plastic being thrown around seeing people behave in unconscious ways seeing all sorts of problems that could be avoided seeing all the unconscious ways that our societies continue to exist mm. knowing all of the problems that even the people around you may be going through yeah. but realizing your power so i would say like the three p's is the last point like pleasure play and power you know like don't forget your power in all of this especially if your awakening happens in like a very allowing way like for me it was like allowing it to happen at some point you need to like shift that and be like wait but i am powerful and i am also a master of my own frequency yes so taking that power to to realize actually that the universe immediately starts to reward you mm -hmm. when you choose to yeah to go into this frequency so it's like a dual aspect of like allow the process to happen but at the same time don't forget your power as creator mm. and don't forget the pleasure and play part because play is like a beautiful divine way actually of interacting with the universe and pleasure is connection mm. you know pleasure is connection to earth and the body and pleasure is gratitude as well and yeah so don't forget that the earth also wants you to feel pleasure otherwise she wouldn't have put eight thousand nerve endings in your clitoris if you're a woman <laughs> you know yes <laughs> so mm, i love that so, so much yeah. and speaking on to the pleasure and the play especially during really intense moments like this is so vital it's so vital to connect to that part of yeah. yourself to the inner child doing things that just spark joy in you and whatever that looks like i know when i'm going through something difficult i always come back to how can i tap into my pleasure right now that's always a question i ask yes and it could be yeah. in the smallest ways like with food or with going to the beach or however it is find those moments that bring you back to okay this is why i love being alive <laughs> yes. so important and, and earth yes i love earth you know yes it's so beautiful she's so beautiful mm. and wonderful and so buried like there's so many amazing like beautiful fruits yes and crystals and plants and animals it's like the earth is a magical place oh my gosh you know? and yes and and i love what you said about we are the earth and when you begin to know that you your body is also the earth then so much changes from that place you begin to shift the way you operate in this world you begin to have reverence for the earth and what she brings and also for your body and that's what's so needed coming forth into this time so so incredible all of the things that you've spoken on to willa i just love you and love everything that you have to share and i know so many people are going to be inspired by your message i want to ask one more thing 
and ask you, how did this bring you back to your authentic essence? You know, what was the one thing you learned from all of this? Oh my goodness. Like, how did this bring me back? Well, first throughout the process, it was that intention of truth, you know, and what is truth, but the deepest, you know, authenticity, like, Mm. so I was just like, I want truth. So that was, first of all, my intention. And I felt that I had to let go of all other desires, actually, in that moment. I had to let go of everything but my desire for ultimate truth and my true identity. So that's like, you know, true authenticity. Like, what is, what is my soul? Like, who am I? What, what is this life? And, um, and then in a more practical, uh, not practical, that's also practical, but <laughs> in a... Um, yeah, in like day-to-day life, how did it bring me closer? It brought me so much closer because that trust and relationship that I developed yeah. with my own body, with my own body, with my own energy, with my own wisdom, that's something that can never be taken away from me, you know? Mm. And no matter what anyone says, what any person, organization, book says, like I know that the oracle is within, like it's truly within. And from that lens of my truth, I'm able to, to very easily discern now actually what's aligned and what's not aligned. So I feel like it was the ultimate alignment with my soul. And maybe one day we can do another episode (laughs) in the future, like about, because I feel like this episode, I went more into the darkness of it. But after this, like there were so many beautiful things that happened and confirmations from everywhere Mm. that and also realignments, because this is despite that I know I'm on the other side of it. I want to stress the importance of this is a process. And I am still I'm very much learning, you know, I'm continually learning and still very much integrating this. And however, what I noticed is that everything continues. The universe now is set up for me in a way without all that past karma Mm. that as soon as I'm out of alignment with my soul, I see it right away. So I am constantly kind of brought back to that deep truth and authenticity just just by the universe, actually, just by paying attention. Mm. I see when I am out of alignment yeah wow so that yeah that alignment that came from trust really Mm. from a deep inner trust from my intuition and my body and and the wisdom that is just living right here and yeah and and ultimately also trust in the universe because i am the universe you are the universe like ultimate at an ultimate level it's really clear Mm. that we're we're really all one Mm at the ultimate level we're just different parts of the one so yeah so so that guidance that can be really reflected from anything from from an animal that passes through the street to something that a friend says um so trusting that what's happening is a mirror yes so so that also comes from that internal trust so amazing i feel like this is the the ultimate soul synthesis test for me yes 
experience. As you were saying before, this was this was the ultimate initiation. This was the ultimate. You can almost say it was like a rite of passage in a way to come into your full, yeah, understanding and knowing and alignment to your purpose and your true, authentic, soul authentic nature. That's so beautiful. I just want to say thank you so much. And thank you. You know, where can people find you and reach out to you if they want to go deeper into their process? Yeah, thank you for asking that. Um, well, right now my website is under construction because I plan to bring in this newer, yeah, the, the newer reborn self into my website. Mm. But you can find me on Instagram, especially. So on Instagram, at Wilangni, that's W-I-L-L-A-N-N-Y, and then a low uh, line. I don't the know underscore. what it's called. Like a, yeah. Underscore. Yeah, an underscore. Yeah. So Wilangni, you'll see it also in the podcast name. Mm-hmm. So at Wilangni, you can find me and message me there. And my plan right now is that apart from offering a few like free or donation-based events, I plan to take only five people. Um, of any gender, five people who are really committed to either awakening, you know, not in the future, now. Yes. <laughs> people who are committed to awakening right now or who maybe are going through the process of awakening right now. I'm also completely um, capable of dealing with intense emotions and intense processes of people. So if you're in your dark night of the soul, I can also support you. Yes. Or if you have just gone through this process and are having a hard time integrating uh, or just want support to bringing those higher frequencies, which is I've also been accessing lately with like light language channeling and things like this that have been coming through. Yes. We can talk about those like higher frequency things in another episode. But yeah, so just any of those three stages, either you're just like, okay, I want to awaken right now mm. or like I am awakening or I have awakened and need help with the integration um so it's a one-on-one completely personalized um mentorship amazing that i will be opening in february for five people amazing uh, and it would be uh once a week a 60 minute call and um access through me uh, to me through also whatsapp throughout the week so yeah you can contact me on on amazing. instagram incredible Yes, that sounds so powerful to be able to work with you. I mean, it's always such a pleasure whenever I talk to you and I learn so much. I mean, throughout this whole talk, I'm like taking notes. I'm like learning about all these different layers and resonating so much. So people are going to, yeah, receive so much medicine from you and to be supported from you is is incredible. So yeah, thank you for coming on and sharing your story and sharing all of the the tips. Yeah, no, you're good. Um, yeah, and I just want to say thank you so much for just coming on and sharing your magic with all of us. Yeah, I want to say thank you to you for, for listening, for holding this space for me as mm-hmm. well. It's, it's so healing. It's been so healing to to get to share this in a more organized way um, for me as well. And this is something that I also learned, you know, by being in sisterhood is the power of telling our story, yes. which is something that sometimes is not really valued in some 
in some traditions, some spiritualities. And that power of sharing the story um, is really healing. And um, so I thank you as well for holding the space. Of course. And, you know, you make such a great point is when we begin to speak into our stories and put them into the collective, we begin to heal so many parts of ourselves, so many others. So it's important for me to capture your story and share it through this platform of Sothentic because you are Sothentic. You and everyone else listening. And yes, thank you so much for joining us here. And if you resonated with anything or you liked anything, please feel free to reach out through Instagram. Um, you can find me at Lynn Embodied, L-I-N-H-E-M-B-O-D-I-E-D. Anna Willa on Instagram as well. So thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs>